was called a twink the other day and I was like, girl, I am not a twink, but thank you. No, you are not. Who called you that? Um, somebody that I know from show tunes. And I was like, okay, thank you. Because he was just like, hey, where are the rest of your, tw- where are the rest of your twinks? And I was like, the rest? And he was like, it was just like, yeah, like you and your twink. And I was just like, no. So you're saying, he's like, yes. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so you're saying I'm a twink. And I mean, it's not a bad thing to be a twink. Like, I mean, I have nothing against twinks, but yeah. I'm like, I am not one. No. Not all of this. It, I know it is not a slur, unlike apparently it was implied on a season of, I don't know which housewives, but I'm listening to a podcast that like is basically exclusively at this point talking about housewives like six months ago. Um, it's Salt Lake City. Okay, here's the thing. Katie, I was, go- was going to call you and tell you this yesterday. I think I'm this close to starting Salt Lake City, and maybe that might just be my only housewives. But like, do it, <laughs> do it. Megan's watching it. We're trying to get Anna to watch it. Just do it. Okay. Anyway, live from our perspective of well, no, live from Katie's apartment and my sister's bedroom. It's just meaningful plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Katie Clay Narver and Chris Darkham Goodman. Woo! Chris, <laughs> welcome back to Just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars retrospective podcast. We are clearly caffeinated and ready to go this morning. Oh, I'm Chris not is- caffeinated. Chris's backdrop looks a little different, and we're doing the thing. Yeah, there's no caffeine in here. Uh-oh. What? There's caffeine here. Oh. <laughs> well, your body is a temple that needs caffeine, apparently. Yep. A fine-tuned... What does Chris Traeger call his body? A fine-tuned micro... Whatever. Referenced in land. It's fine. <laughs> Whatevs. Who cares? Who cares? Not anyone here. So it is weeks two and three of season seven of Dancing with the Stars. We are firmly into debate season 2008. Elect a president, everybody. Uh, Oh, no, Katie. You know what this election means? What? It means we're close to Bristol Palin. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Oops. What a treat we're in for. I can't wait for Gorilla Suits 2009. I like that that is. is that is like the one thing I remember about Bristol's tenure on the show. Literally the only thing I remember about it. And that she was selected for All-Stars. For some God only knows why reason. Because the producers, even then, knew what they were doing. <gasps> Did you see the Tom Birch yep. this uh, quote-unquote this week? Because now it's going to be old news. I loved it. So the, What did he say? I didn't see what yeah. he said. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. So the producer of... The executive producer of the show, who's been there for, I think, five seasons, like, the past few seasons. Yeah. Um, 
the one that Tom, like in the press, basically had said the I don't like how political we're getting. Um, that was his tenure. And then, of course, this producer oversaw the firing of Tom and Aaron and the hiring of Tyra. So when somebody asked Tom on Twitter what he thought of the executive producer being ousted, Tom said, and I apologize for the language, karma's a bitch. I love it. I love a petty mm -hmm. Tom Bergeron. And it's not even petty. I love a truth. Mm -hmm. Because Tom was the face of this show. And the yes. producer was like, oh, I, Tom is criticizing my casting choices. Tom clearly and I don't get along. So I'm going to get rid of Tom. And then ratings continued to get worse. That mm -hmm. producer got fired. And the man who was fired gets to sit there and just be, hmm, hmm. Wonder how that could have happened. <laughs> well, let's talk about some happenings in season seven. We begin week two. We're going to actually technically see two departures. So we're going to start with the actual eliminated couple. Unfortunately for Katie, this is the last we'll ever see of Kim Kardashian and her partner, Mark Ballas. In week two, they had a rumba. The package was, it was very of that era where it was like, I think they didn't know exactly what Kim was going to be because I know that they referenced the founder of Pussycat Dolls quite a bit and like linked them quite a bit and I think that was maybe a thing of like could Kim be in a girl group and it's like no Kim could never be in a girl group so the package was kind of dumb yeah or could Kim be even like could Kim be a pop star yes like that's this is like the era of like Paris Hilton releases music um like all of this is, okay, if you are a hot young woman, whether or not you can sing, you're going to put out music. <laughs> yes. Auto-tune is a thing. You're fine. Like, we're turning our actresses, like Lindsay Lohan, Hilary Duff, like, they're trying to be pop stars. Um, Hilary Duff should have been a pop star. You okay. take that back. Hey, coming Clean is a complete banger. Yes. Like, there are a lot of good songs out of that. Oscar-winning actress Brie Larson. Yeah. Did you know that she released, like, a pop-punk single around this era? I did not know that. I know uh, she sings, though. Yeah. Because she'll post videos of her with the guitar. And she, because she sings in Scott Pilgrim and is very good. Uh, but, yeah. you know, like, she yeah. released, like, an actual, like, because she was a young actress at the time. And then, oops, she has, like, her own Avril Lavigne, like song in this time it's very funny anyway we love this era of celebrity yeah i like from watching the package i do get kim has a certain it factor it's to me she's less interesting than her sisters from what i've seen of them yeah. but like she has a certain draw it doesn't well, come out in the show and it definitely does not come out through dancing <laughs> No, no. 
we could get into the whole dynamics and legacies of the Kardashians, but we don't know. So as the expert, what do you have to say? Um, I mean, it was a rumba. I, her timing felt off and there was basically no connection between them, but I thought she moved better than the Mambo. Her hips felt improved. There was some fluidity, but it was just riddled with timing issues. And to me, she just doesn't know how to perform with her face while she's dancing. Like, think about the first 20 seconds. Her face was, like, buried in Mark, so you couldn't see it. And then when we got it revealed, is like, stony. The thing is, is Kim's not an actress, which obviously at this time, like we said, they were trying to figure out, like, what, what she could and couldn't be. But, like, they have never pretended to, they being the entire family, have never pretended to think that they are good at these things. And you can tell she is a woman in her 20s thrust into the spotlight and doesn't really know exactly what she's meant to, like, she's just not buying into it yet in a way where we might say that about say adam carolla or other celebrities but they at least still know how to command your attention and they still know how to play whatever role they are meant to play you can tell she has no idea she is a fish out of water yeah i i like what you said she she and her people just don't know what her persona is really gonna be Mm-hmm. It, like maybe they sort of know what it is on keeping up with the kardashians but when you put her in another setting who is kim yes and clearly clearly this was an attempt at figuring something out and it wasn't it was it's helping her become a household name mm-hmm. you know you're going from being on bravo or e to suddenly you're on abc monday night on a very popular t- i mean it all makes everything they do is strategic and smart. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as to the rumba itself, riddled with timing issues, not great. Yeah. I will say though, I don't like a rumba and a paso in week two. It feels too early for these dances. I I don't disagree. It's hard because it's like, well, it is their third dance. But yes. It, like it's the second week. Yeah. So, I don't know. What I thought was really smart, Carrie Ann says to Kim that what she needs to do is go back, watch her dance, like, over and over, be really critical, see what she likes of it, see what isn't working, like, go through all of that. And to me, that was really good advice, because I I do think she needs to look critically at what's working, what isn't. And... Mm -hmm like you had said about the, okay, this is clearly a stab at figuring out who she's going to be and they use it strategically to go forward. Hopefully she actually did take this advice and saw, okay, well, what can I do from these dances? Like watching it, what skills do I have? So not necessarily even just thinking and how do I improve the dancing, thinking it in terms of how do I just go forward as some sort of personality performer. Mm-hmm. Carrie Ann is smart, y'all. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so they see a score, 
of 17. Sixes from Kieran and Len, a five from Bruno. And that is the end of Kim Kardashian. I don't think we'll ever hear from Kim again. I feel like her legacy on the show is very biased after watching this. I She was not nearly as bad as people have made her out to be. No, and I, I kind of knew that, but I also knew it was a very short tenure. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, she has one dance that's decent, one dance that's bad, and one dance that was this one, where I was like, well... Yeah. Mm. It, like, she's made out to be, oh my god, it's horrific. It's never horrific, but like we've said before, she's the first person who's kind of on here for just it, no reason. So, like, yeah. later when we make fun of a beauty YouTuber, we make fun of, uh, like... Lori Laughlin's daughter, who was involved in a criminal scandal. We make yeah. fun of, oh, here's, um, it, like, we have a Vine star to come. We have Bristol Palin. Like, all of these people who it's like, well, why are they on this show? Why are they allowed to be here? And, and so I think she gets a bad rap for basically just like a well why is she here because they don't we don't know who she is yet Mm -hmm. i talked myself into a circle and i don't know how to get out of it so you're you're welcome to jump in i do not like you (laughs) don't you have anything you want to froze oh no hey because i believe you for a brief second You, you I have liter- nothing else. Okay. I have to Okay, great. Well, the- <laughs> if this is how we're starting, <laughs> it'll get better. Hopefully, <laughs> it gets better. Um, so let's move on to our second eliminated contestant, <laughs> or yep. our first withdrawn contestant. So, Misty May and Max Mm -hmm. will dance in week two. So, we'll talk about the week two dance, and then we'll talk about why they do not proceed after that. So, let's talk about their week two Paso. This is a really rough package for Maxim Shimerkovsky. Yes, it is. It, again, I mean, we touched on is that it didn't really feel like they liked each other much in the first two nights and so then in this one it wasn't that like I felt like they did like and respect each other but it was a rough package just riddled with Max being a jerk it feels like the seeds were sown when Max asks Misty's volleyball coach how he trains her how he does things and the coach basically says, if you keep pushing her, she'll keep going. So push her. Like, feel free to, like, do that because she will keep going. So Max does exactly that. And... Max goes, okay, let me just push her off this cliff. Like, I mean, he really just, like, he he goes. And he's just like, okay, I'm gonna, like, keep making her go farther. I'm going to keep trying to get her to improve. 
Now, of course, Max being Max, some of that means that he's going to be a little bit rude and tactless. Yeah. But... Because <laughs> Max is Max. Um, but, like, Misty basically does not respond well to being pushed. No. There's a difference between being pushed by your coach and the sport you've done your entire life and, like, are one of the best people in the world at it and it's just purely, like, physical and it's something you're comfortable with versus being pushed by someone who is a relative stranger who you've known for about a month who's being a giant dick while he's doing it. I mean, okay, here's the thing. I know, I get it, but I also understand how Max heard that and said, okay, I can do this. Oh, for for sure, for sure. But it's like, Max, this is apples and oranges, you idiot. Well, it, it basically, if he wasn't a dick about it, then it would be okay. I think. Because this is like, oh, here's somebody who's like a professional at this at the top of their game, and I've never done this, and it's something out of my comfort zone. And he's pushing me, okay, whatever. But if he was pushing me nicely, then maybe she'd react. But instead, he's like, why aren't you getting this? How do you not? And it's just like, okay, Maxim. I've showed you this. How are you not getting it? Yeah. Uh, In their Paso, they wear some very nice, like, leather. It it felt very evoking Eminem Dance Factory. It absolutely was. It absolutely was. So, real quick, uh, we'll talk about this in a minute. I found one of the old ew.com recaps of Dancing with the Stars for this. And acquaintance of the show, Annie Barrett, uh, (laughs) um, put in the recap, she referred to them as Eminem 2.0. Now, obviously, we know who the true Eminem 2.0 is. Yes. Would we call these, Could would we call them Eminem 1.5? Because they're not really here long enough to make an impact. I wouldn't even give them an Eminem point anything. Right now, they're just Misty and Max. You know what? I might call them MMM. Misty May. Exactly. And Max. They're MMM. They're triple M. So I liked the dance and I really enjoyed it, but I thought that she looked stompy at times and I thought that her arms and shoulders were kind of weak, but it was a super impressive routine and this was the dance where I was like, okay, maybe Pasa Dobles in week two were not a good idea. Because I think Max pushed her, and I think she did it well, but, like, it wasn't fabulous. And I feel like she could do this fabulous if we did it later on. Because this was good, but it just, it felt lacking. And then when you remember that it's a week two, you're like, well, no, this is good. Yeah. Because, like, the arms were really taking me out of it. That Like, they had a certain level in them, but I was like, they're not shaped correct. There is strength, but it's not put in the right place. Hey y'all, editor Chris here. So we experienced major technical difficulties during the recording of this episode. Unfortunately, about a minute of audio has been lost in this section. Um, 
And then I'm not going to play you the next section in which I have a full breakdown. (laughs) That was really difficult to listen to uh, days later. So you don't need that. Instead, you just need Misty and Max's scores. For their Pasa Doble, they scored a 21. 7-7-7. Now, back to, I guess, a regular episode. (laughs) So Katie and I did not watch the week three package that they produced, but they did produce one um, per Annie Barrett's ew.com recap. Um, they showed Misty's injury. She did injure her Achilles tendon. Um, they apparently really highlighted in the sound design a pop. Um, so too bad, so sad that we didn't see it. I don't feel like I got to know her that well. I think it is a bummer that she didn't get to come back on a different season because I think she did show good potential, but I also understand not wanting to set a precedent that if you get injured you can just come back on a different season because that would be somewhat unfair to the new crop of talent yeah i i agree and it also sets a precedent like what if somebody's moment of real like recognition or fame is over yeah and then it's like and here they come again yeah that would be weird so I'm okay. I mean, it does suck, and I recognize that it does suck, but I'm also okay with it. Yeah. So am I. And that's M&M and M. M&M and M. Smell you later. Our next contestant, then, is going to be the one, the only winning diva, Susan Lucci! <laughs> Susan! <gasps> no. Nope. Nope. It's nope. the same. Nope. I can nope. sum up I can sum up everything about Susan in like two sentences and it's oh, yeah. the same for both those. So so can I, but like no. Listen. This is a trope you love. It's a trope I'm not super fond of, and that's okay. We can like different things. I refuse. So what did you think of her package in week two then, Chris? Oh, I just thought about how beautiful. Fair. Very fair. And then she wears that like terrible headband in the rumba. So then yeah. I was like, oh, it's less beautiful. Um, I mean, she just, she doesn't show her performance in her face, which is weird for somebody who's a performer. But yeah, I also, I mean, we've talked about this. I just think she's so nervous performing live. Yes. And yes. I don't know why. There's just zero connection or chemistry between them. She continues to be impressive yet dainty, but I want to see more from her. Mm-hmm. And it's a rumba. Yes. It scores all sevens for 21. (laughs) And then the jive. I really liked that Tony says like, oh, I decided to call in the Rockettes. Yeah, Tony. Like, okay, since you're in New York, let's go to the Rockettes, which I thought was fun. And then also the Rockettes happen. Just, they just happen to be performing on the results show the next night. Just 
Wild dink. Crazy coincidences happen daily, Christopher. Okay, here's what I thought about this jive. Surprisingly, she needs to go bigger. And all I thought, she's dancing like Susan. And she needs to dance like Susan! Like, that's what she needs. I'm not even kidding. A very good way to put it, and that's very accurate. I thought her timing got a hair off, and she didn't look sure of herself or sure of the routine, which in the other ones, I feel like she did look sure of them, but for this one, there just something was off. I could have used more energy in her feet. It was good, not great, but I think she, I think going first, we sense nerves, so going first is going to exasperate them, Mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. She just needed to lift her feet. Well, but we found out that she injured herself earlier and rolled her ankle. So it's like, okay, well, maybe that's why she did look a little unsure out there. Maybe she wasn't fully confident she could put full weight on it. Still, it feels like an issue that, I mean, we've had this sort of thing before. So I'm like, how much is the injury and how much is just what she's been doing? Oh, definitely. Definitely. So I continue to like her in spite of the fact that if this, if it keeps being the same thing over and over, I'm going to get really frustrated by her. Well, just keep that energy for the next couple. Hmm. I'm really interested to see where this one is going. So, once again, she sees 21 all sevens. Yeah. And then, then there was Lance and Lacey. I don't want to say that I flip-flop. So it's hard for me to say exactly where I land right now. I'm very annoyed and dubious of them. So in week two, I'm just I'm just gonna have to break it down week by week. I okay. will I will say I'm in an undecided land. Okay. Is the easiest way to answer that for you. Okay. Where do you stand with them right now? And I swear to God, if you answer with daddy, I love him, I will end this Zoom call right now. I just, I know, I know other Lances. Yes. And I don't like them. It's just so very A-gay, and I find them annoying. Yes. I was very frustrated from the very beginning of this package when they're like, oh, we just don't want to lose ourselves by playing by the rules and going tradition. I'm like, you do not lose yourself by playing traditionally. Now, the judges are going to be annoying in week three where they're going to say that, and I'm like, you idiots. And I disagree with them, but um, it, it's just like a, you can follow the rules and like push boundaries and uh, like do interesting choreography while still playing by the rules, and that still means that you're like, you oh, we're just not going to follow the rules. Why is that them and their identities? I That's what I don't get. Is It's one thing if you're, okay, you know, Mario and Karina with the whole like, oh, we want to break hold because we think it'll look cool. That's one thing. For your entire shtick to be, I just fundamentally do not want to do this dance the proper way. That's not cute. That's not funny. That's not 
that doesn't make me want to root for you. That doesn't make me respect you. That's also like, what's the point? Because exactly. if you're, if you're exactly. like, you're like, I'm going to do like three posso moves. Like I'm going to do my twist turns, my, my cape work. And then the rest no of it cape. is... No We don't want to do a cape. But like, but let's say like, okay, we're doing yeah. like that sort of stuff. If we're going to do, I was just pulling out possum moves, not necessarily I know, theirs. I know. But like, if, if you're going to do like three moves and then say the rest of the dance, we're not going to do any possum choreography, then what, why are you doing this? Yes. If you don't want to do a possum, if you don't want to dance the dance, then what are you doing? Well, why did you why did you agree to come on the show? Just stay home then. Do you think Lance would have benefited from a different partner? Do you think I he don't would have know. Do you think he would have felt this way if he didn't have Lacey? I was wondering the same thing, and I feel I think it is the correct take that if he was with Cheryl or if he was with Julianne they would probably keep it more traditional and perhaps because this is Lacey's first season she you know wants to play his game I don't know but it feels because I like Lacey so much I feel bad saying that yeah I know I agree I just I don't I don't like him and this is I'm gonna say something terrible and you based on the history of our podcast you i suppose could have a field day with this but i refuse to accept that yeah i think i don't like him specifically because of he is gay <laughs> that's not why i didn't like cody rigsby that's not what i'm saying i'm saying i might have accused you of that and then here i yes. am saying I am specifically annoyed at Lance because of this. But, like, I really do think that is part of why I'm just specifically annoyed at him. Because I'm, like, I'm annoyed at your specific personality of gay. Yeah. So, I guess you and I have that in common. We've both chosen somebody that we don't like because they're homosexual. Finally, I'm not alone. So you admit it. You hated Cody because he's gay only reason i hated him it had nothing to do with his horrific personality i suppose both the gays we hated have that in common then horrific personalities correct because that's the th he really is not even likable like he's not he is again i i can't describe it but he's absolutely the type of gay that's like, oh, let's dance to Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl. And at the end, oh, he, 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 what did he do? He kissed a See, girl and he me, liked it. <laughs> roll my eyes. And I was going to, I didn't know if I like should ask you or what. Uh, but like, Yes. Ask me. Ask me. I mean, isn't that just dumb? Like, what is the point yes. of adding that in? Yes. It is dumb. And it's like, tee hee hee, he likes boys, but he kissed a girl and he liked it. Ha 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 ha. Again, it very much fits his personality. That he sucks. <laughs> I mean, he does, but also he sucks. <laughs> but he, like, but he also sucks. Um, 767 for a 20. I'm annoyed Overscored. at him. Overscored. Overscored. So, okay. So, 
the dance follows the rules. It was it was a fine, lovely Viennese in week three. I don't, but I don't really have a lot to say about it. I was like, okay, it was fine, but I, I'm just like kind of over him enough. And then the judges are like, oh, this is everything we wanted, except like from Len. And then Bruno's like, oh, but you lost your spark of you. We need more you. No, and I'm you like, didn't. no, you don't, Bruno. Like, I agree. I agree. This dance was, like, merely fine, but it's not because it wasn't enough personality in him. It was just, like, a... It it just wasn't the most exciting Viennese. I really enjoyed the dance, which, wow, what a surprise. He does a proper dance, especially a Viennese waltz, and, of course, I really enjoy it. I still thought he had issues, like his butt was sticking out quite a bit, and his his frame just doesn't look right. And so I'm like, you need to get the basics down. You need to get the fundamentals down. It was an elegant and flowy and refined and, dare I say, romantic dance. I could have used a bit more rise and fall, and I do think his connection with Lacey got a little muddled as it went on. But I still find him relatively annoying and grating. Well, see, that's where I was at of like a, I'm just annoyed and graded by him. And so I didn't flip flop, even though this sure probably was an improvement. I was just like, well, shrug, shrug emoji. Yep. Um, I did like the senior center gag of having them be like, we're trying to impress Len. So let's go to the old people's home. Yeah. Which, I mean, is stupid, but at least we didn't really have to listen to Lance be Lance. Well, but it <laughs> was funny because then they got to throw in, like, a Chloris Leachman get, dig, and, like, mm-hmm. that, it was funny. Yeah. So, uh, this dance was an improvement on his scores, 877 for a 22. Finally, not just a 6 from Len. There you have it. <laughs> Lance Bass, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so annoyed at him. I'm glad because I was so nervous that you were going to love him. And I was like, I cannot listen to Chris tell me that I'm wrong about another gay man. <laughs> oh, no, you're absolutely not. <laughs> did I want you to believe that? Yes, I did. Yes. Did I? Yes, I did. Next up is Maurice and Cheryl Motherfork and Burke. They dance a rumba in week two. I just like I... seeing Cheryl have fun. Yes. Yes. I Genuine Cheryl packages like are enjoyable. Yes. Where they're just like having a good time. Yes. And that's all that it is. And she doesn't have to like do one of their like, oh, Let's go to this place. Oh, let's do that. If When you just get to show Cheryl in rehearsal, that's Cheryl's best moments. Yes. Other people shine doing stupid stuff. Cheryl doesn't. Other people. Let's put some respect on her name. I wasn't just, I wasn't just <laughs> meaning Edita because, like, Tony does well when he does stupid stuff. So it's not just... Edita. Yeah. But she lives rent-free in my brain, so. Oh, and we have a, we'll talk about the glorious edit a moment later. Is there one? Yes. We'll talk about it. Okay. So, this rumba. Not good. This one was the most boring one yet. Yeah. 
it just it he's trying to look right but it comes off as wooden he feels rigid in his movements there was like no connection between him and cheryl it it just it just didn't work it it, it was very cheryl heavy am i right well I thought the same thing, but then every time I think that, I think back to the conversation we've had previously where you're like, well, the rumba typically is a very female-centered dance. And I suppose if we were already bored, then it was like, of course, we're just going to watch Cheryl. So maybe it's that. Yeah. Okay, I have nothing else to say on this one. No, I don't. This one can be very quick. 19. Seven from Carrie Ann. Um, And then their jive... I didn't write the score down, so I'll have to ask you in a minute. I don't know what it scored. Um, uh, I don't think it would have hurt him to be a little bit lighter on his feet, but um, yep. I didn't think it was bad, and he performed well. And that's all I have to say about this one. <laughs> I enjoyed it. To nobody's surprise, he had incredible energy in his feet. I do agree that he could have been a little lighter on them, but like his feet had great energy, which is obviously what I want from a jive. Um, I thought that they had really good contrast because they had it slowed down for a bit. And like, I really enjoyed that. You don't see that all the time in a jive. His upper body could use work, but it was a very impressive routine. And he looked like he was having fun and that he was really enjoying it. And so I liked that because even though we're only three weeks in, it's like I was kind of missing that from him. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it was fun. Not one of my more memorable ones of the night. But uh, okay, if I were to guess, did this get all sevens? Did it get a 21? No, it squared all eights for a 24. Oh, okay. Well... (laughs) Despite not knowing the score, greatly disagrees with the score. Yeah, little, little surprise. Can't say I saw it coming. <laughs> okay, next up is Rocco Despirito and his partner Karina Smirnoff. Are you still enamored with the chef? No, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> um, the rumba. Was she in a wig? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I hated it. But I did yeah, love her too. I did love her coat. Well, okay, that she wore for all of five seconds. Yeah, and I was still into it. <laughs> um, there was so much messing about. His legs were way too stiff. It was just very yeah. rigid. I mean yeah, I mean, it felt awkward. He needed to be softer in his movements. His hips were stiff. It, his timing was a little off. It was fine. Yep. It was a rumba that existed. His sm- Okay, he's starting to make me uncomfortable in the live shows. Because his smile is plastered on and does not falter. After you hear such rough critiques... I'm I'm not going to criticize him for just, like, sitting there being like, okay, I'm just going to smile and nod. But I'm going to criticize him. Show some real emotion, Rocco. No. no. I was rooting for you. Well, he scores a five, a six, and a five for 16 in week two. And then in week three, they perform a Viennese waltz. Yep. It was not a bad idea for them to 
not do like a slow romantic Viennese waltz. They did yeah. like what's new Pussycat. And so like an energized waltz song for him makes sense. Yeah. However, <laughs> I just am not seeing any improvement from him and I can't tell you what's not improving and and why it's not working, but it isn't for me. No, it's it's he's flat-footed at times. His frame was weak in travel. He's competent. I this dance did not. I didn't like the section with the judges. I wasn't into his styling. I what like it just it it felt. Karina is better than this. I I don't think I don't think it's her fault. I just I don't know why I'm not connecting. Why he's not connecting, but he just isn't. Because there's no genuine emotion from him. Okay. I'll I'll buy that this time. Thank you. You're welcome. And then this one is massively overscored. <laughs> yes. I do agree with Len and Bruno both said he starts a dance and it starts well and then he loses it. And so by the end of the dance you're like, well, I don't know what it was about that, but something didn't work. Yeah. Well, this one gets a 20. A six from Bruno, seven from the other two, and he lives to see another week. Massively overscored. Oh, well, you don't say. Do you think our next contestant is overscored? Kim likes for days Johnson. Absolutely not. With NFL star warrants up. I love him. I love him. I, I love him. him. No, Daddy, I love him. I love him. Daddy, I love him. I love him more. I know I love it like he can just he's so charming even when he doesn't say a thing like when he stands and listens to the judges and will like just put a look on his face and then like you'll see like a grin come up and then he'll go like sort of stony face like raise an eyebrow and I'm like I am so charmed hi hey hey Sloan come here do you want to come be a special guest hey baby say hi hi Sloan Sloan, do you want to say hi on our podcast? Fitz, do you want to say hi on our podcast? Come say hi. Are you not going to say hi? Why not? Because why not? Come here. Come here. Say hi, Katie. You're not going to say hi. Your mom's going to listen to this later. Chris's niece and nephew. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye, Fitz. Sloan, do you want to hear Katie? unbothered. Do you hear Katie? Hi, Sloan. Hi, Miss Sloan. <laughs> Are you hanging out with Uncle Chris? Well, this was going to be a really good bit, and then neither of them wanted to talk. <laughs> a little camera shy. Look, Sloan looks content, though. Homegirl just wants to hang out with you. Yeah, do you want to just hang out with me, girl? We haven't fun yet. We're not even, like, shaking our head yes or no. So we're doing a really good no, job. No, she she's stonewalling us. Carrie, your kids are doing a really good job on their podcast debut. <laughs> we need to work on their star factor, Carrie. Carrie, they are no Kim Kardashian. <laughs> we haven't figured There's out their no personality Kim yet. factor here. <laughs> While we are talking about Warren Sapp. So Warren and Kim's Paso. Is like matrixy themed, and I don't know why. I, but like, 
but we never addressed that it was Matrix. Like, they were in Matrix get-ups. They had a section where he was doing the bu- the bullet dodge thing. Yep. But never once in package or in anything where we like, this is a Matrix Paso. And the music has nothing to do with the Matrix either. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say something. It's not meant to be mean. Yeah. So Warren has no neck. Um, because he has no neck, he needs to, like, lift his chin, and he just needs to, like, extend the top of his body, because it just makes it him seem so compact. I can see that. I can definitely see that. But I thought he was generally strong in the feet, his arms were strong. I mean, it was a good dance. This is, again, like, I really, really enjoyed this one. It was an incredibly challenging routine with a driving tempo. Like, I don't know if the tempo ever changed, but, like, it definitely, I thought it was a difficult dance to dance to and to keep timing with. And he did it so well. It was a very ambitious routine. I think it played off well enough, but, again, if this wasn't week two, it might have come across a lot better. So I'm hoping that he sticks it out in this competition and that he gets to perform this again. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, what was the ending? <laughs> well, it's like he was supposed to drag Kim or something and like jump, but like Kim gets stuck on the floor. And so then it just kind of ends with like oh, him like on top no of her. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Straight eights for a 24, though. Mm-hmm. And then his next dance, he gets a nine in his Viennese waltz from Carrie Ann. Eight from the boys. Um, once again, I just needed a lengthened spine, but he has a great rise and fall, very nice smoothness. I mean, it was just a, it was one of the best Vienneses of the night. I Do you agree, Sloan? Loved it, good? it. Well, you loved it. Good for you. <laughs> loved it i thought it was gorgeous it kept me captivated it made me emotional i thought it was so well done outperforming him though at times like his acting was much more subtle than hers and she was really big but like i loved it i just yes all of that from warren and more yeah he's Easily one of my favorites right now. Yes. So that dance, a 25, like we said. And dare I say, is he one of our front runners? Absolutely. He, I mean, he's not the front runner, but like, he absolutely is. Mm-hmm. Also, I would like it on the record. Sloan is in fact still here. Just straight vibing with Uncle Chris. I mean, she's literally just sitting, and I'm trying to entertain. I'm getting nothing. I'm getting nothing. Okay. Great. Good work. (laughs) Um, I love it. Speaking of somebody who gives me nothing, Cody and Julian. Yeah. I honestly forgot about him, and he's the last dance of week two. And I was like, wait, I have another one to go? I was like, oh yeah, Cody. And he annoys me. Yeah, because he's just very immature 18-year-old yes, boy. Yes, I wrote down the word immaturity too, and then 
his entire thing is about like oh i'm gonna be a man and he'll like do the low voice and like sometimes put on an accent and just be obnoxious yeah cody stop going trying to go from teen heartthrob to like adult sex symbol like that's weird yeah slum you didn't hear that word (laughs) yeah the rumba it never felt controlled it feels frantic he's fine overly dramatized hips all I got. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of fast in it, and then it would go super slow. I liked some of the lines they made, but just like, I don't know. I I didn't totally care. Yeah. And then he's so awkward in the live show. Like he's trying so hard. Again, immaturity. Yeah. All sevens for a twenty-one, and they do the exact same thing for the jive. All sevens. Um, I did like his hair in this one. He basically just made his hair look like Lance Bass's. Yeah. And I liked it. I hated Julianne's wig. I hated that. The other thing I hated, um, I agreed with the judges. It started well, and then in the middle, he started doing the guitar leg thing. And from there, the dance was so repetitive that it lost me. And it was boring. Like, I... Don't even know. I felt stupid writing that because he's really pointing his feet well. It was good. It was exciting. He did parts well, but it felt boring and repetitive and it was not working. And then the judges started talking and I was like, oh, okay. They also found this boring and repetitive. Mm -hmm. Again, Julianne is better than this. Like, I'm surprised that she put this routine together because it was repetitive. Yeah, I I agree. Um, The only thing that, like, saved this segment for me is that Chloris goes and basically starts hitting (laughs) on Cody. Yeah. It's the only thing I liked. Because he talks about how he is good with older women. And then it's just... Chloris Leachman walking up to him. <laughs> That's it. And then she tells him, like, no, speak lower. And it, and then he makes it <laughs> awkward because, like, that's a funny bit. And then he starts doing a weird accent. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. You ruined it, Cody. Sloan, are you sure She's you like, want you to ruined say everything. You have nothing you want to say, girl? What if you talk into the microphone? Do you like this microphone? We're doing our best. I swear. She's so content, though. I swear we're gonna get a word out of you. (laughs) Special guest, Sloan Leahy. (laughs) I want her on every podcast just sitting in her lap, like, nuzzled up with you. Like, this is so precious. All right, our next contestant is somebody who I would let nuzzle in my lap. I don't know. I was looking for a transition. Um, (laughs) Alec Mazo. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I wrote the name in my in my notes wrong. I put Alec and Tony, and I, o- I like I only ever put the star first. I'm like, oh, I guess Alec is the star now. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So Tony and Alec, they do a rumba, and here is where we get our editor moment. So Tony had told Alec that if they make it through to week two, he needs to do something that makes him uncomfortable like dancing makes her uncomfortable. So she takes him to karaoke. 
and he sings a Tony Braxton song at karaoke. And the way Edita just bursts out laughing watching Alec try to sing, she didn't say a word in this package. And she still stole the show. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't even realize it was Edita. Oh, yeah. Like, Tony turned... Maybe she does say, like, one sentence of, like, a, oh, yeah. you should go up and sing, help him. But, like, it just... Tony turns to Edita at one point, and Edita just laughs. It's, it's <laughs> just beautiful. Do you like Edita Slavinska? Is she Better your favorite yes. pro? Sloan, I like the hearts on your jeans. Nope, I guess we're not going to acknowledge your very pretty pants either. Are you wearing the color purple today? Is that what you're wearing? Is it green? This has been Sloan's Corner. Uh, we'll check in later for a new scintillating <laughs> update. Um, oh, God. I love it. So the rumba. Um... I could not find the meter of the song at first, and their moves didn't feel connected with each other. So it's kind of a weird start. Sorry, my cat just attacked me. My cat's giving way more energy than Sloan is right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that Tony did the flashy parts well, but I think she lacked some of the basic parts of it. There was a lot to it, but it just felt wooden. Yeah. Well, I mean, the song is I Can't Make You Love Me. It's a, like, hugely yearning song, and I didn't feel a lot of emotion from her. No. But it's like, do we ever feel much emotion from her? You know what I, like, she's just yeah. kind of a a pretty... A like, pretty, pretty girl? Yeah. <laughs> in a pretty, pretty dress. Um. So I was shocked at the score that I got. I agree. I mean, I was not surprised by Carrie Ann's because the lift police was out in full force. There were several. But you couldn't fault her because they were pretty obvious. Oh, they were so obvious. Because I was like, oh yeah. boy, that's a lot. The lift police like, was happy. If I, my first note is lift exclamation mark. Yeah. 788 for 23. I agree. It was an inflated score. But. I still like her. I do too. And I like her with Alec. And I'm happy that Alec, again, this is like some of Alec's best work, kind of because he's on long enough to show it to us. Mm -hmm. And just that he's able to dance as well as he is. Yeah. Well, then we move and, on to their Viennese. And then. <laughs> this, and was a, this, then. Was a this was a choice. There were a lot of choices. I mean, you can tell the crowd didn't know what to make of it because when it ends, there's applause, but it gets shut off quick. So they do like a rock furry lease. Um, the guitarist struggled. The guitarist yes. had a rough time with this one. Yes. Um, I was just so distracted by all the trappings of it that like I just couldn't connect into it. That's how I felt, too. It never felt like a Viennese waltz, but I don't even know what I would say it felt like. It just, it felt it, difficult to connect with is a really good way of putting it. 
I just, I did not know what to make of it. 877-22. They took a risk. The judges complimented them on their risk-taking. Speaking of risks, she's still out there dancing, everybody. Cloris Leachman. I mean, I kind of loved the pasta <laughs> Tell me why. Um... It's so different from what we normally see. They danced apart for a lot of it, and they were almost kind of challenging each other. Why was she given us? Why was Cloris Leachman given lengthy solos? But I kind of was into it. Like, I don't, I think it's because, and I say this with all of the love I can possess, she does not do much in a lot of her dances and quirky will touch on it in one of the week's packages about how it's basically i figure out what she can do and i choreograph around that Mm -hmm. she is 82 years old and was she were her lengthy solos was there much to them no but it was just this fun kind of like playful dance and i was into it it really drew you in so you were sitting there with anticipation the timing got off at the end but i can excuse everything because she's 82 freaking years old are you ready for it yep i agree with you i think it somehow worked yes (laughs) like i don't know why she got long solos i mean the wig all these things but i agree the like sort of challenge idea worked I thought she sold it. I disagreed with the judges. Uh-huh. You looking to move? You want to keep sitting here? No, we're... Nope. Okay. Girl, you can get off whenever you want. Oh, hey. Bye, Sloan. Sloan. Do you want to say bye? Want to say bye? Say bye. Or are you going to go say hi to Poppy? Poppy. Okay. Say bye, Katie. Blow kiss? Do anything? Okay, go say hi, Poppy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Sloan Leahy. <laughs> Get that girl on a show now. Star power. Do you have any idea how hard I had to fight to be the star of the show while she was here? So hard. I mean, episode title... With special guest Slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Um, I truly don't know why she it, like she just sat there the whole time, and I was like, she can leave whenever she wants. Yeah, but she looked so content. Like there was no, it wasn't like she was looking like at the door to leave. It's like she was just straight vibing, hearing half of the conversation. <laughs> Sloan might be your biggest fan. Anyway, yeah, so that that dance worked, but it got all fives. Yeah, and I was kind of annoyed it didn't get a six. Maybe it wasn't worthy of a six, but because it's I mean, it wasn't. It scored as well as every other dance, but it was so much more improved from every other one of her dances. I know, but like, it's still content. I don't know. I I don't know how to judge her. She is the last to be called safe in week two, but we don't know a bottom two. And then... Then she has to dance a jive. 
why would the producers I I mean I get why because of whatever but it's like the poor woman has to go out there and do a jive like come on but at the same time I understand because the judges are probably like ooh she can do shtick in her jive and shtick they do it is a hot mess I mean, I. It was pure chaos. It was chaos. She loses. She loses her wig. But here's the thing: she doesn't lose it because the way they talk about it, it's clear. Like after the dance, he was supposed to rip her wig off. However, there was supposed to be a wig cap that stayed on. The wig cap goes with the wig, so you're left with her hair. Yes. Yes. Um, so, like, because that's why I was confused. I was like, was the wig supposed to go? And then afterward, it becomes clear, no, it was. It just wasn't all supposed to. Because you can tell she is thrown. I mean, yeah. not like, not thrown, thrown, because she's having fun with it. But you can tell she's very aware it did not go according to plan. I can't tell if that's Sloan or Fitz, but we've got a sobbing child. I think that's the girl. Hey, give us energy, girl. So she was... She was... Just waiting. I think she had that bottled up. Maybe she just needs her Uncle Chris back. All right, well... Are you specifically Uncle Chris, or do they just call you Chris? I mean, both. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's definitely Sloan, then. Because that's Fitz talking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so Sloan's Sloan's screaming. Now we're getting the energy we were begging her for. We got her prepped. Now the rest of the family can deal with her. You go, girl. (laughs) Give us nothing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, Clarissa's jive. Was there a kick? Was there a flick? No. Did she do a dance? Yeah. It was impressive she was doing it. Yep. Um, it's overscored. She gets a six from Carrie Ann for 16. (laughs) But I, okay, I have a question for you. Because Mm -hmm. one of the judges says her technique, like she's lacking in technique. And she goes, but how am I lacking in technique? And all of the judges kind of laugh and scoff at her. Do you think she genuinely, like... I felt like that was hey, genuine. I, I agree. And I would say the same thing. How is Sloan doing? Want to give Not us a Sloan good. update? She, she, Baker was going to knock down a cup tower. And guess what? She And she just ran through it and knocked it down. <gasps> before Baker did. And then she started <gasps> crying? Yep. She still had her shoes on. Oh, she still had her shoes on. Is that why we were sad? And she, and she kicked me on. She kicked me and hurt my thumb. Uh-oh. <gasps> Do you need a kiss on your thumb? Nope. Oh, good. <laughs> and so we were both wearing our shoes, so we had to take our shoes off. Mm-hmm. Oh. She's crying. Because she didn't want to take her shoes off? Mm-mm. Ah, oh, that she explains everything. She started crying. And she didn't want to, I couldn't, I didn't want to share my, my cups because I needed all of them 
for my tower so mm -hmm. Baker can knock down this. Ah, you were making it for Baker. That's very nice of you. And then you knocked down it. Ooh, cool. Do you want to hear Katie and say hi to her? Yes. Hi, Fitz. So how big was your tower? Was it really, really big? It was this much. Wow, that is a big tower. With cups. Wow! For this very visual medium, Fitz has his hands extended. <laughs> that is so cool, Fitz! And Baker knocked it down. Oh! Wow! He's my, he's my did, baby. Did Baker do it, or did Sloane do it? Sloane did the first one, and I didn't want okay. her to do it. So I built it back up, and then Baker knocked it down. Are you really fast at building towers? Mm-hmm. It takes me a while to build these cups of towers. Okay. Now, Fitz, do you like the Iowa Hawkeyes? I'm wearing a Cyclone shirt, but I do have an Iowa Hawkeye shirt on. Yeah, I like the Iowa Hawkeyes, too. You look like a natural podcaster, Fitz. So, Fitz, how old are you now? Four and a half. Four and a half? Oh my gosh! Almost five. Wow! Do you know when your birthday is? June 1st. Wow! So it's close to your birthday! Mm-hmm. Do you know what you want for your birthday? Do you want any presents? I asked my mom and dad. But I don't know what they're going to get me. So. Okay. They might give me the things I ask for. What did you ask for? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you like... Do you like cars? I, like, I do have a toy car. Okay. I have lots of cars. <laughs> okay. Because you like sports, Big car guy. I like sports, too. So that's why I oh, asked for it for my birthday. Okay. My Do you favorite... like basketball? Yes. Did you make a bracket for the basketball tournament? No. But I do have a basketball hoop and a basketball. Wow. I bet you're really good at that. I do play basketball, but I'm supposed to play down the basement. But uh -huh. I always want to play it by the front door. <laughs> Upstairs, but is it more fun up there? Yes, but I have to go downstairs, and I Aww. do um, all my sports stuff in the sports room. Okay, you have a whole sports room and a home, and we have another level too. Mm -hmm. Wow! And she, and my mom lets me play basketball on the first level and not in the sports room. Sometimes. Wow. You have a cool mom. No response to that. <laughs> so what is your favorite sport, Fitz? Basketball. Okay. It's not football? But you like the Johnston Dragons too, right? Yep. I would have thought football was your favorite. I do like football too. Okay. But I have Iowa State shirt under here. Are we rooting for them today? Wow, you have yes. both. Am I rooting for them, do you think? 
Since you're rooting, since I'm rooting for your team, you gotta root for my team. Oh, okay. Oh. That's how it'll work. I won't say anything right, mean. Then. <laughs> so, Fitz, final question: Do you like Brooke Burke and Derek Huff? <laughs> you say yes or no. Yes. All right. Yes. That's a that's a uh, resounding agreement with our front runner, Brooke Burke and Derek Huff. Can I take the headphones back? I think I want to go now. Okay. Thank Bye, you, Fitz. I'll see you in a few minutes. Okay. Poppy's not home right now. Poppy's not home? Mm-mm. I thought I heard Poppy. He was home from his walk, then he had to go to church to get money. Oh, he had to go back. Yep, to church. Mm-hmm. Get money. Okay, bye. Where did you? When did you come? Yesterday. Oh, I was thinking about that. I saw, I saw your car, and I, and I, you, I was right. Mm-hmm. Because I said yesterday that you were, that you were driving back. Yep, I thought about stopping by your house last night, but I had to come see Grandma and Poppy. And guess what? What? Um. Poppy went to church. Yes, Poppy went to church. And he not, now he has to go to church again. Yep. But he'll be back. Okay, bye. Bye, Chris. See you in a little bit. See you in a little, you in a little bit for lunchtime. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a marathon episode. I love him so much. Don't you just? He's so cute. I want Fitz to make a guest appearance every season. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was hoping for with Sloan. And Sloan, yeah, again, Sloan. Queen, queen of giving us nothing. Sloan gave us not one peep. And Fitz just comes strolling in with energy for days. I mean, Fitz would have talked even if... We were I mean, we didn't ask him a question, and Fitz was like, all right, let me tell you what's up. Oh, here's the camera, here's the microphone, I'm ready. Hmm, he gets it from his uncle, perhaps. He can just talk. Maybe. So, Fitz approved, Brooke and Derek. They dance a Paso in week two. I just don't want to watch him. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I'm not liking him in the packages. Oh, no, I'm definitely not. And we'll talk about the week three one. But, like, I know I was in a mood last night when I was watching these. And when he showed up on my screen, I was like, no, I'm just, I hate him. Apparently, I hate most of the men right now. (laughs) Shocking. No. Not really. Who else do you hate? Alec and Tony, only good men. Well, Alec, Tony, and Warren, only good men. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. She had great posture and Spanish lines. She moved like a dream, but her core felt very loose. And she looked a little unsteady at times. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't getting aggression from her. She felt very dead-faced. But she has so much natural dance ability. And it looks so easy for her. 
Yeah. Like, occasionally we had limp noodle arms. It, I yes. definitely agree. It didn't always feel grounded and solid. But I yes. was transfixed by it. Yes. I watched her a lot more than I watched Derek. I will say that. Mm-hmm. It just had an it factor to it. Mm-hmm. I really think it was going to karate that helped them in this one. Yep. So, 24. All eights. And then in week three, it's fight night. I mean, it's it's uncomfortable to it's watch. A, I mean, I, I don't want to use the word brutal, but it feels a, like a very personal fight. Yes. Because she's saying to him, I mean, you can tell she is frustrated in the way that he is teaching. And she's letting those frustrations be known. Mm-hmm. But he's not giving her an inch like he is so rude i mean she goes i want you to listen to me or i need you to listen to me and he's like no i don't want to listen to you and it's like you can't say that like it just was so uncomfortable well because she's saying like i'm struggling i don't remember and he's like well i've already shown this to you i've already taught it to you the past few days i'm not doing it again um and she's like, that. and to be fair, I do understand where he then immediately says, like, well, your brain's being lazy. Like, it's laziness. And she goes, oh, I am not lazy. And she takes great offense to the word lazy. And it's kind of like a, I understand what he was saying. I understand how she took it. And then they both yes. basically use that sort of miscommunication to just blow up at each other. Yes. But they do talk later about how, like, they needed to work on communicating. And, like, Mm -hmm. I think that they do acknowledge your point that, like, it was just a communication breakdown. Yeah, it was, it was nasty. Um, It was uncomfortable to watch. And then they're Viennese. I mean, it was just solid, but it wasn't particularly memorable to me. Yeah, yeah, because I really enjoyed it, but I couldn't even tell you right now, like, what they wore, what they did, but, like, I really liked it. I did, too. I was like, this is just good, solid ballroom dance. Like, it it was technically well done. It was, choreographically, I was like, this is a good Viennese. But it wasn't like a, wow, one of the most incredible ones I've ever watched, incredibly memorable. It was just good and solid. Yes, I think that's why you had texted me about the ew.com recap saying that they were maybe less than impressed with the start of the season. And I said I kind of agreed with that because, like, Brooke's dances have been good. Warren's dances have been good. Lance's dances have been somewhat memorable because they have been rule-breaking. They've been entertaining to watch. Yes. But no one has been, like, outstanding. Like, there's no Christy Yamaguchi. There's no Emmett. There's no... It's it's an odd... Because I like this season and I like this cast, but, like, the things that stick out are all Cloris Leachman going off the rails. I mean, that's my thing. I'm like, it's basically... This is Cloris's season, and that doesn't... It's not necessarily for the reasons that I like with Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. 
So it's making the season just very different. Yes. Yes. So I'm curious to see how we continue because it's like, obviously, eventually, Cloris is going to have to go. You say that. Surely she doesn't make the finale. You say that. So we shall see. But I'm I'm still, I do want to make sure I make, it's, it's still a good season. It's still fun to watch. Yeah. So Brooke and Derek see the first 10 of the season. Len is so enamored that Len hands out the first 10. Uh, yep. Otherwise, it sees 20, 28, um, two nines. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Well, I, no, I some for some reason I wrote down twenty nine, and I was like, no, that's that oh. can't be right. <laughs> um, uh, the last two to be called safe in week three are Lance and Lacey, and Rocco and Karina. They do not give a bottom two with the withdrawal of Misty and Max, and so those scores will be combined in week four. There will be a true bottom two in week four. Finally. So, Katie, who would you like to see go home in week four? Um, I think I'm going to go with Rocco. And who would you like to see go home in week five with your other golden boot? You're not going to like it, but I might give it to Susan. I mean, I get it. So I I would go Rocco, and I know this is going to sound stupid, but the halfway point feels appropriate. I would say Chloris. Well, yeah, but I... I would rather get rid of a couple other people just to keep me entertained. I, I you know? know, but I'd like to think if we can get to the halfway point, some people should have breakthroughs. We could have. Yes. Yes. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm getting it. And then who are you giving your jaunty Seven to for weeks two and three? I don't know. This is hard. I might have to give it to Warren and Kim. I might have to give it to Warren and Kim. I am giving it all the way to Warren and Kim. Yep. Like, it's not a question. I just am so charmed. I'm so into him. And I know you might think I was ready to be annoyed with you in week one when I was going to be like, ugh, Katie is going to treat him as another Emmett Smith and I'm going to be annoyed by it. And then here I am like, Warren Sapp has my heart. Warren Sapp can do no wrong. I would die for Warren Sapp. All right, kill me, Dad. <laughs> well, review us, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, you can leave star ratings, you can leave reviews, and of course you can share this with your friends on all podcatchers because... We're fun. And we yeah, have we children. Are. We have child guest stars. Yeah, we do. We believe that children child of the future should not exist. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Let's let's maybe not go with yours. <laughs> we believe that children of the future. Child labor laws. That's bad. That's what I meant to um, if you want to interact with us and maybe debate child labor laws with us, you can tweet us at JMP Pod. You can um, interact with us on Instagram at JMP 
pod, and mm-hmm. we are on Facebook at Just Meaningful Plastic. I enjoy that you're the one in charge of the social media accounts, and you don't know what they are. <laughs> well, because you make them, and then you never have to, like, I never have to. We say them every in. week. And every week when I get to Instagram, I find myself going, is it dot pod or dash pod? Katie, I love you and find you insufferable. (laughs) Chris, I hear you and I see you. And please stay tuned for an all new episode of Boston Legal coming up next.